Happy New Year! This is going to be a really, really good year. 31 years ago, I set out on a journey that looked something like this. I had no idea it would lead to this. And then, later, to this. And a bit after that, to this. This is a story about setting out on a journey to one place and ending up somewhere totally different in every way. This is a story about God's providence. It's a story about God, how God knows our hearts, even when we don't know our own hearts. The book of Proverbs in the Old Testament has a great verse. Uh, We just read it, but let's read it one more time. It's about providence and our own hearts. In his heart, man plans a course, but the Lord determines his steps. And there's more from, um, from Psalm 121. Let's read it. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from harm, all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. The story I have to tell is about how I made some plans, but so did God. I had some dreams, but God had some dreams for me too that were actually beyond my wildest dreams. Because He knew my heart he knew my heart more than I did. He knew what was going, on, going to work for me. So here's, here's my story. Growing up, I was blessed with some good Christian friends. Uh, we went to youth group and stuff like that. Um, I went to church on my own accord. And when I left home as a young man, I was working in the ski industry. I went from town to town, resort towns. Whistler was one of them. And every town I went to, um, sorry, I'm going to back up. Um, Each each town that I went to, um, I would always say, I'm going to make some friends at church. But usually ended up meeting young people, mostly at the bar. We danced. We drank some beers, we had a great time, but I will confess, my life was not honoring to God. It was the late 80s, and windsurfing was my summer passion. I loved water and sailing. So Christmas 1989, 31 years ago, I left in a VW van with a buddy and a girlfriend to Baja, Mexico to windsurf for the winter. We camped on the beach. There were a lot of other people doing the same thing. There was a whole community of windsurfers. 
We explored the remote coastlines. We ventured inland to the vast Baja Desert. We went to beaches that there wasn't a soul for miles and miles. There were, there were tall cactus, um, ancient cactus in the Baja that were really cool. Uh, this is an extraordinary one. I didn't see one like that. Um, after about two, two and a half months of windsurfing and adventure, um, I got a job as a deckhand on my girlfriend's rich uncle's 80-foot sailboat. That's a long story. The windsurfing season was ending. My friends went back home. And I stayed behind to work on the boat for another six weeks. The captain and I uh, were not getting along so well, so I decided to get on another boat. So I hitchhiked from La Paz, uh, from Cabo uh, up to La Paz to ask around. I found a guy at the end of a dock at a, at a marina, and, uh, and he was fishing. And he was fishing with a stick and a string, and he was squatted down on the edge of the dock, and he was just jigging up and down. And... Um, and I thought that was odd because he was jigging for fish uh, like a local guy might. This guy was from the States. And I said, um, walked up to him and I said, uh, uh, I'm looking for a boat to, to crew on. Do you know of any? And without really looking at me, he says, where do you want to go? I said, I don't know. Um, totally caught me off guard. How about Hawaii? keeps jigging. He says, uh, go to the end of the dock, you'll see a boat called Pauhana. Says it's from Maui. He's got a windsurfer strapped to the deck. Go and talk to him. I go, okay. So I went down there, chatted with the guy, invited me on board. We chatted for a while. A few weeks later, we were heading to Maui. <laughs> so... Um, uh, <laughs> it was just that simple, seriously, you got to believe me. Um, his name was Ed, um, and he had built the boat in the Seattle area, and he was heading, sailing it back down the coast via Baja to Maui, where his family was. The plan was when we got there, I could stay with him, um, get a job, and find my own place. And that's what happened. Um, this is not his boat, but it was same kind of boat right there. Um, this is where it gets interesting. Maui was and still is the epicenter of the windsurfing world. I couldn't believe it. This was beyond my wildest dreams unfolding before me. I decided to do my best as long as possible, maybe settle down a bit. So I challenged myself again to find a group of Christian friends. Hopefully some cool Christians. Hopefully some real Christians. There was a guy named Ed Angulo. He was the owner, that's him on the one side. Uh, he was the owner of a, of a sailboard company and he was the, the main shaper. Um, he used to sign his name on the bottom of the boards. And um, if you look at the one side, there's some scribbling in between those dots. And he wrote, uh, Jesus loves you on all of his boards. He said, shaped by Ed Angulo. And it would say, Jesus loves you, and there's a little fish icon. And I knew this because they were, they were very well-known boards. 
And so one day I saw him on the beach. I said, Ed, I understand you're a Christian. Where do you go to church? And he paused and he looked at me with a lot of thought. He says, well, he says, I'm going to church up country, but you should really go where the whole gang goes. I said, the whole gang? I'm dying at this point to know who the whole gang is. And he, na- he proceeded to name a bunch of the top windsurfers in the world. Um, and one of them was the pastor. The pastor's name was Craig Masonville. Craig had the reputation of charging the biggest and baddest waves in the North Shore. Legend, legend stuff. Um, there he is there. No doubt I checked, uh, I checked it out. The services were held in the old abandoned Old Maui High School. Um, this is after a fire. There used to be banyan trees and vines growing all over it. Uh, you can see the big tall windows right behind the rooster. And there was a beautiful timber trusses uh, over the old high school gym. And that's where the services were. It was about two miles up through the cane fields from the legendary uh, Hokipa uh, Beach, which is the, the famous North Shore Beach in Maui. The setting was unreal, right out of a movie. Beautiful architecture, vines growing over everything. Um, I'll never forget the first morning when I got there. Craig uh, greeted everyone. He said, good morning. I know the waves are really good, but it's great to see you all here. They were playing contemporary music, which I had never heard before. Um, That's Craig at a Bible study. Um, I'd never heard contemporary music before. There was so much energy and enthusiasm. There was guitars and hand drums. Everyone was in shorts and flip-flops. I was so at home. A couple months later, I got baptized at a church picnic. And my life had changed for better and for good. You have to realize that wave behind them is about to thump them pretty good. And the day I got baptized, this is not me, um, but oh my goodness, it was just like that. Could be me easily. Um, Proverbs 16, 16, 9, which is what we've read, it says, in, a heart, in, in his heart, man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. The Lord knew my heart better than me. I wanted to be a Christian and live a Christian life, but I kept getting distracted. God had brought me to Maui of all places to focus my life on him. I stayed in Maui for almost two years. I worked as a gardener, surfed and windsurfed every chance I had. I always said a prayer of thanks and blessing before getting in the water. I still do now. I I, I immersed myself into the church and the Christian lifestyle. I did an intensive Bible study course, uh, survey course, which is where you, a survey course is when you start at the beginning of the Bible, you go through every book. It took a year. It was an incredible course. I prayed every morning, often at the beach. There was not a day there that I was not humbled and grateful that God should grab a hold of me. And he picked Maui. 
I'm not saying my life has been all warm waves and Maui sunsets. There were also a lot of serious challenges along the way. On the Baja trip, there were three times I was a breath away from death. I was fixing a fuel line underneath the van uh, and the vapors, the gasoline was spilling and the vapors were building up and it exploded in a, in a flash. Um, I had asked my girlfriend um, to grab a fire extinguisher and pull the pin and as soon as it burst, there was a flash, uh, her knee-jerk reaction was to squeeze the trigger and I was okay. Um, and then there was another time uh, driving on the highway. We dodged to miss uh, cattle. There's cattle on the road everywhere. And uh, we were a sliver away from a head-on collision with a passenger bus. It peeled the side of the van right off like a, like a tin can. And then one more time, there was another car accident. I was in an open Jeep with no doors, and we got uh, T-boned. Uh, by a full-size van, and I was uh, thrown from the vehicle, no seatbelts, about 40 feet. Uh, I was hospitalized, but minor injuries. Then six months later, after returning to Canada, after leaving Maui, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer. I happened to be living in Kingston, Ontario, going to Queen's University, with one of the best cancer clinics in Canada, right on campus. All good. God has been faithful through it all. Psalm 121, verse 3, reassures us he will not let our foot slip. He will not let our foot slip. So I set out on a road trip in a VW van and ended up rededicating my life to the Lord in a place and circumstances truly beyond my wildest dreams. He knew my heart and he determined my steps. Let's read a little more from Proverbs 6, 1 to 3. To humans belong the plans of the heart, but the Lord comes from, comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. God knows our hearts and passions. And I think it is also important to examine our own hearts. God is asking us to dig deep. Dig deep and check our hearts. He knows our hearts even when we don't. When we're not aware of our hearts. And he knows our hearts when we are not willing to set out on a journey and trust him. My sailboat trip to Hawaii led to, to other ocean voyages. I can tell you about another time. It also led to a lifelong passion for sailing and sailboat trips. Recently, I've been blessed to venture off in a boat called Providence. Isn't that something? That's another story. I got lots of stories. Sailboat trips are a good analogy for the idea of Providence. We can plan a trip across the sea. We can plot it on our fancy GPSs, but there is no way to know the exact trip, the exact route, and the plan, and the things that you'll see along the way. Especially traveling under sail power, we are under the the will of the wind. 
And the wind is sometimes an analogy for the Spirit of God. John chapter 3, verse 8 says, The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Secret Cove is on the Sunshine Coast. It's a great destination from here. If you head out from Ladysmith, you'll head north to Dodds Narrows or maybe Gabriel the Passage. Then set your course across the strait for the Sunshine Coast, all carefully plotted out on your fancy GPS chart plotter. Along the way, you may encounter headwinds or tailwinds. You may feel you're making headway only to find out the current is against you and you're going nowhere. You may see whales or dolphins along the way. You may, as we did, come across a large tug towing three barges and it's a mile long. Don't even think about sneaking between them. Let's say you make it to Secret Cove where you plan to go. You will never be able to plan all the events along the way. We make plans in our hearts but God will determine our steps. We make plans in our hearts, but God will determine our steps. I have another analogy from sailboats. I've noticed that most boats do not get much use. Some, never at all. It's quite a sad thing, but you'll notice if you walk around a marina. God gives us passions and dreams. He gives us the ability to follow those dreams. I can dream about sailing to Secret Cove. I can be blessed with a boat, abilities, and the time to go. But at some point, I need to untie, head out of the harbor and go to experience the providence. As we start a new year, some of us may be looking for direction as the world changes so quickly around us. How do we pray for the future? And what should we expect as a reply? The Bible encourages us to be patient for the Lord. To be patient for the Lord to bless us with the desires of our heart. Matthew 6.33 is a familiar uh, verse. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Let's go back to the boat. We're tied up, and I'm praying for the Lord to bless me with a good sailboat trip. Uh huh. I pray, and I pray, and I pray. And I go out there every day, and I pray. And let's say nothing happens. I don't hear God. I don't hear angels or anyone else. Just clanging of the rigging against the mast. Why doesn't God fulfill the desires of my heart? I think sometimes he's asking us to understand our own hearts. The desires and passions that he himself gave us. In this case, maybe if we're honest, we should sell the boat.
Maybe He wants us to decide where we want to go first. And then He'll show us how we're going to get there. Or, maybe we have really bad, mean, and nasty motivations for something. And we need to check our hearts. And then other times, He wants us to untie and head out. Maybe into the fog before we know exactly what the plan is. We should pray that we're willing to follow the path that our loving and provident God is sending us on. Back in the Maui days after work, I would pray that I would use my free time for God's glory, not my own. There were a few times I was convicted to go spend time with someone or to help someone instead of going to the beach. There there were other times God led me to waves that were an absolute gift. Those are a lot of stories. The gifts were um, incredible, but sometimes it just wasn't right to go. Leaving Maui was a very, very difficult thing for me. But looking back after all these years, the timing was perfect. And the outcome was perfect. Even though part of that outcome was cancer treatment. So let's be honest with ourselves and with our hearts. Then go to the Lord with a pure heart and ask Him for direction and guidance. You may think you want to go to Mexico, but He really knows you're dreaming about Hawaii. You will never find out until you hit the road or untie the boat. Let's pray.